What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Welcome back to the Ace for Alcoholic podcast. My name is John. I'm here with Jerry. Bam, 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 bam. Um, this will be the final show of 2019. Right. This yeah. is like way before New Year's Eve, though. Yes. Not way before. No, but it's enough. Four days. Yeah. Wait, how many days are in December? 30 or 31? 31. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we got a little time. So, Z we is for, uh, this is our final show. Z is for Zats All, folks. That's all, folks. <laughs> because... 2020, entering into a new decade. Zats All, folks. Um... How do you feel about the new decade? Does it really... Uh... I didn't even fucking realize we were finishing a decade until I saw like a listicle on YouTube and went, oh shit, we're finishing a decade. And that was like maybe a week ago. It didn't even occur to me. Well... And I... I was like, oh right. Wow. But do you feel like... I guess the decades haven't really had a feel in since... Well, from 2001 to 2010, in 2010 I wasn't like, we're finishing a decade. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting here being like, it's been 10 years since 2000. No, Jerry, it's been 20 years since 2000. Because mm-hmm. I was like, man, wait. Because I started tattooing in 99. Damn. I don't know. I just... I don't know, man. Time just passes, bro. Yeah, I wasn't thinking, gee, we finished a decade. I was thinking, gee, we finished the fucking 12-pack. We need to go get some more. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I wasn't. Yeah, same here. 2010, I think my daughter was born yeah and i was mm-hmm. just like tying it on because i had a baby and was like that shit's hard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you spent you spent half the decade sober though half i've spent half almost <coughs> half the decade half of this decade yeah i spent yeah. sober you're right 2014 right oh that's wow that's pretty yeah. cool right i mean right i spent four years sober um but how do you feel about like i don't know the last year for me, has been a big year. I don't know if it's just been. I mean, I know that you've had a few different big changes. You you yeah. moved you moved into that house, and I remember right. that was kind of a God that sucked, man. <laughs> the new house is rad, but the mm-hmm. move was hard. Yeah. yeah. And what else? You had a snowstorm. Yeah, I'll probably hopefully won't get one this year. But yeah, power went out for five days. I mean, I started this whole diet, this whole eating. I think in. Oh shit, it's been in April, it'll be two years, I guess, yeah. Has it been that long? I think, I don't, 
Yeah, it must have. Yeah, I mean, it must have. Yeah, because it wasn't this last April. This last April, I celebrated a year of like 2018 specific way. Yeah, yeah, it's 2018. Because yeah. we started doing this thing, and well, we before we started recording it, we started talking like 2017. Because I fucking, I remember talking to you from Hawaii when I went on that trip. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, I'm in Hawaii. And you, you've like <laughs> held the laptop out at the window, and you're like, see, like to prove it to me. And I was like, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Like, you're in Hawaii right now with your girlfriend, and you're not shit faced. That's amazing, right? Um, but I mean, for me, this like last year has been fucking huge. I mean, you've seen it on in my just weight loss alone, and I know right. I'm I'm probably gonna not stop talking about this so i'm gonna stop talking about how i'm not gonna stop talking about it but it's right exactly you know losing 80 pounds in 12 months is no that's a lot man feet and uh -uh. um you know one thing and also training to run a half marathon like and i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i watched a couple of youtube videos and you know picked up some pointers here and there and read a couple of books you know i didn't have anybody walking me through it um you know, and just even learning how to like land right was yeah. fucking this the whole the whole thing about like don't land on the ball of your feet, don't land on the heel, you kinda do it flat and blah blah blah. And I mean I ran thirteen miles in the desert, Jerry. You I love that you read a book on how to run. <laughs> I read a couple of them. That's actually. funny. Like you just read some books that so I read uh, YouTube. I can see because I can learn visually, but just reading a book, like, I'm a, and so, also reading a book, I learned how to do like the thing that comes naturally to us. As mm-hmm. you know what I mean, being at one point in our lives, being like the middle of the food chain, you, know, you mm-hmm. had to know how to run. Yeah. Well, there's three books I would suggest to anybody um, who is interested in running: is Born to Run, um, which is fucking awesome. It's an awesome adventure story. Finding Ultra, which is the Rich Roll story about how mm-hmm. he did fucking crazy ultra marathons and then the other one which i know that you've read um mishka shibali's uh, i swear i'll make it up to you yeah which i that was the one that really that was the one that really inspired a lot of change this year um i would say i would say i mean i would say three things i, I would say that my girlfriend's been a fucking huge supporter and fan of mine for as long as we've been together but in the last year um your your weight loss and your exercise routine has you know at the very least the the idea of changing my relationship with food that right where you're like if fucking jerry can do it jesus and i know that that's jerry can do it i can do it which isn't a a slight on either of us i'm just saying like but that's Dude, if kind that of, guy can yeah. take care of himself, so can I, you know. And that's I, I guess I don't mean it, yeah, but that, that thought does cross my mind. I'm like, fuck, Jerry can do it, I can do it, right? You know? Then, right, yeah. In more of a supportive way than, you know, of than course. You're, yeah. you're, you're a fucking loser, and, you know, because you're not. Right, you're like, that loser <laughs> ass can fucking, you know what I mean? Like, get down with 1,700 calories a day for an entire year and then maintain that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, um, right. And I... And when I think about like, not just when I started walking last August and then started counting calories in November, I'm just scared. That's when like shit got real was like, yeah, cause you were it. walking a lot in August and then I was walking, I was but like I was this. still eating fucking three. I was walking, walking 300 calories a day and I was probably eating 3000. So I was not in yeah. any sort of deficit, but, um, 
And then the whole ice cream fiasco in fucking February where I was, you know, eating pints and pints of ice cream and then found the halo top and trying to like eat cucumbers all day so I could have crush like three pints of halo top at night. That's like, so much halo top. <laughs> I know. That's a lot, dude. That is excessive. Listen, man, I had to I had to I had to figure it out. And you know, like you were talking uh before last week whatever about like pecan pie and you know, did you do you feel like your relationship with food has changed or are you just I have a I have rules and I have to follow them and if I if I don't follow them then I will fail or has your genuine like relationship with food changed in the last my year? My concept has changed. And so I don't know if my my relationship goes through really mild changes and so that's why I have to be I have to still uphold my concept of it because I'm looking at it more like fuel that I need. Right. But it's also it can taste good. It's fuel that tastes good that I need. That brings some some pleasure, but I also need this so I don't have low blood sugar or I don't fucking mm-hmm. faint or whatever. But I also yeah, but I also get caught up in patterns really easily. So and not wanting to I have to, to be really aware of it. Yeah, cuz I do get caught up in the pattern just like I said last podcast like with alcohol, like same thing. Except with alcohol the pattern's a lot more severe, but with food, I can see myself definitely going down that route again where I start slipping here and there and kind of unhealthy habits or not tracking what I'm doing or being aware of what I'm doing or burning enough during the day to compensate for what I'm taking in, you know, I'm having a really lax attitude towards that, except I still work out all mm-hmm. the, the five days a week because I enjoy it. I don't like it when I start it, but when yeah. I'm done, I feel really good. And I get it now, like the runner's high, the high off of exerting yourself. Because I do notice, like, yeah, I, I will fucking be mad the whole time I'm doing it or, like, halfway through doing it. I'll, like, still be irritated that I have to do it and I'm running the same fucking route I always run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always the one of four different routes that I run. And as soon as I get home and, like, take my shirt off, I'm like, oh, like, I just feel it all collapse on me. Yeah. But my, my relationship with f- food is similar to my relationship with alcohol, but not as destructive. It's just a slower burn. You know, the booze goes really hot and fast, you know. Takes but the like house pecan down. pie, pecan pie, if I don't if I'm not careful, I will fucking fuck a pecan pie up. So but now I just do my one little slice and kinda estimate its weight and then yeah. say, okay, this is how many calories from the back of the caro syrup container. Because my mom made the pecan pie. My mom's a baker and she that's like her my favorite thing for her to make. So her and my dad roll up with two bags of four bags of frozen tamales mm. and this big fucking bag of this this um it's an Italian mincemeat pie that my grandmother made every Christmas when we were little kids. It's called cabezon. And so they show up with this Italian pork mincemeat pie and this fucking two bags of fucking tamales. So it's just all fucking masa and fucking well, pork's not bad. Pork's pretty low-cal, but it's all meat. It's all bread, you know? Right. Um, and I ate it, but I had to be on top. I had to be really aware while I was eating it. So I'm like, all right, I'll give myself a little a little bit of freedom. But the whole time, my brain is like, count this, count this, count this. We went, my mom, my Olive, they were like, Olive, what do you want for lunch? And Olive's like, I want a steak. And we were at the mall because we took her to get her picture with Santa Claus. My daughter loves steak. Mm-hmm. And so we took her to the fucking Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> You get a steak, nice. right? Yeah, a twelve hundred calorie meal like fucked my day. Like that night, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm having a glass of water and an apple for dinner." But uh, my mom kept calling it the Texas Outhouse. 
which I thought was hilarious because and not on purpose. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like this moment of comedy. It was just my mom being like, so why are we going to the Texas outhouse again? And I just thought it was so funny. But anyhow, this is like turned into a 10 minute <coughs> podcast about food. <laughs> well, and, and but I want to just stick with me for a little bit here because part of that when I did that, when I ran that half marathon and the night that I finished it, they gave us this mm-hmm. big box of fucking snacks. And right. I remember I was staying at the Airbnb and we're not supposed to eat in the rooms or whatever. And I kind of collapsed in the bed and I was just like, I ate every fucking cookie and wafer and like bar. And I just right. ate everything. And I didn't count a thing. I was like, you know what, man, I don't care. I don't have the energy, the brain Well, you capacity. ran a half marathon. Right. You don't have to count it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so I did that and I feel like after I came back and then it got cold and I started to be a little more lax on, um, you know, when I, when I reset my calorie counter and it said, well, you can have an extra 400 if you're this, that, and the other. And I, after I lost the weight and all this different stuff. And so I felt like I was kind of set back. Now, I don't know if that's true. It's only been six weeks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm probably, again, just expecting more results that are on their way. But I I still have this sort of like, am I eating enough? Am I eating too much? I don't know. Like, is, is... We gotta, you got to weigh yourself. That's when you see it. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, once it becomes a trend that you're starting to stack it up again, then you're like, oh, I got to make adjustments. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, because I'm starting to little by little kind of gain a little bit more. So now I have to make this adjustment now. And because even my calorie counter was like, oh, yeah, you're good at twenty two hundred calories. And then, you know, now I'm like, I don't know, about five pounds, four pounds heavier than I normally am. So I'm like, no, I'm not all good. Y'all fuck the math up. So now I got to like readjust and drop two hundred off every day and see what happens there. This is that fucking C is for calorie counting, dude. <laughs> and but you know, and the other thing is, it got cold out, and so I, all of a sudden, I didn't go as for as far as I use. I in the summertime, I go run fucking eight, eight a miles, bitch, dude. Winter's a bitch. Dude. And so for, it's just cold, and healthy. we're supposed to stay inside, eat sugar and fat, and stay warm, right? You get in that Peloton bike where you, like your husband's <laughs> like fucking weird. like Rashid yes. is just like, I got you a bike, fatty, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like. And then you're just making her a video blog the whole time. You're like, I'm getting healthier every day, Rashida. Yeah. What is this thing with you and Rashida and the Irishman? Did you guys watch the Irishman? Oh, we did. We did. It's a good movie, wasn't it? Uh, she I didn't like it at all. Little hand puppets. <laughs> I loved it, but she doesn't like. She not doesn't seem like type to be into gangster movies anyway. She loves Goodfellas. She loves really? Goodfellas, but she just didn't like the Irishman. She thought it. She was just like, it's too long, and all they're doing is talking, and like, there's just, I. Man, I just felt like there. I don't think that it needed to be three and a half hours. Did it? It didn't. No. But Scorsese was like, "This is it. I'm gonna give it a last go." And why are they saying that? Like, they're not dead. They, he's gonna start making Marvel movies, dude. No, he's not. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> but so I think that it. I don't think it needed to be three and a half hours. Nah. Um, and the de aging shit was weird. It was, it was, or the, it just looked, they looked weird. I don't so know. So what, you got plans for this next year? Are you the type of guy who makes plans? Do you do resolutions and plans and shit? So I think, um, I think I'm going to have some goals. I don't think I'm going to make any resolutions. I mean, my resolution is to continue on and, um, I'm going to make a goal for another, find another race to get involved in, uh-huh. um, and do that. Maybe something, 
maybe maybe a full marathon i don't know yet um i want to do stuff like i want to get out of debt i don't think that i can do that in a year but i am certainly going to be more aggressive you know right. i have in the last year and in fact for the last 2 years you know that i've been working a lot less and trying to put this podcast out the other two podcasts all the other creative work that i've been working on and the book the ace for alcoholic book that is still i have been trying to find some way to create um so if anybody out there knows if any uh publishers let me know so i've been working a lot less so i think what i'm going to do um and this is a weird balance like how do i how do I follow my dreams and fucking still, but I got to go work full time, tend and bar somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And they're like, you know, you hear these things like, don't have a plan B, man. You just got to go and do it. And you got to burn That's all your bullshit. bridges. No, fuck that noise. I don't know what books you're listening to, but you need to throw them away. <laughs> You burn those so, books. Because that's ridiculous, man. Everybody needs a safety plan. Can you imagine if you had no safety plan for your fucking sobriety? Like, mm-hmm. you had no backup, like, or at least an alternate way, an alternate Support. way out. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's your backup, right? Or just someone to talk to. Like, you're just like, I'm going to blaze this fucking trail my own and hang out in every bar and just fuck, fuck booze in the face. I don't need mm-hmm. it. And some people are like that. More power to you. Good luck. Um, like, I don't even mean that sarcastically. I just. I don't know. I'm a safe guy, though. I'm all seatbelts now. I remember writing a poem and about how I didn't want life to be all fucking seatbelts, and now I'm, like, all about seatbelts. Like, just just in case, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's probably it. I want to do another race, and I want to be uh, very aggressive in getting the credit card debt that I have been floating with for the last couple of years. <laughs> it's a good plan. It'll it, you either do or you don't. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. You know, yeah. just don't make it more and you should be all right. Right. That's the other thing that comes with sobriety too though is that you're working less but you're spending less too though. Dude, I I am so and also with just changing the way that I eat and as like I just cook at home all the time. Like what is even a fifth now? Like a fifth of whiskey now? Like I don't even it's probably the same, it's right? About it's about the like, same. I don't think I don't think booze prices. It doesn't have really... go up like cigarettes. No cigarettes now, like in Oregon are like eight bucks a pack and you gotta be twenty one to buy them too now. Yeah. But I don't think so. I, I think I could still I mean I have how would I know? I haven't been in a liquor store. Um Well, because I because I know but... you've bartended some private Gigs. Oh yeah, so that's true. Go it's, out and buy some booze. You know what? That's true. I have. I was in a liquor store last spring. <laughs> right. I bought eight hundred dollars worth of booze in the liquor store last spring. Um, yeah. Which is probably the most I ever spent. And so yeah, it's it's about the same. I mean, you know, I don't I don't remember what it was, but like put- I remember a fifth of Evan Williams Black Label or Green. Mm-hmm. I think the green was like twelve bucks and the black was like sixteen in Seattle. At and then that, I got to Arizona and the, it was like eight and thirteen. At that point, like Evan Williams green and black, like come on, man, you like <laughs> right. So I'm like, oh, thirteen bucks a day. I, I spend that on lunch. Yeah, but also that lunch isn't isn't killing doesn't you. Doesn't come with any negative side effects. Not as yeah. It's not like I'm gonna fucking eat two chili dogs and crash my car. <clears throat> um. Oh. You know what? Here's another here's another resolution or goal. I think that I, I I'm gonna start um, writing more on the on the A's for Alcoholic blog that I started last year, and I think I had like four posts, and doing something a little more regular. And I'm always concerned that it's not long enough or good enough or any of those things. You know what I mean? When like when you're creating right. something, so oh, I think yeah. I'm just gonna do it. 
Um, and then I wanted to ask you, so this girl that I know up in Seattle and she is, um, in recovery as well. And she was trying to put together like this writing project and she asked me and I'll, I'll forward you the email, but she was looking for an, like basically like an essay or an article or something on something you've, you have achieved in sobriety, not necessarily sobriety itself, right? but something you achieved because yeah, of send it, or, it over if she wants you know, it from me i'll write her song i think she was trying to you know pass it along to a few different people and put something together as long as i don't have to read it out loud and start crying again i'm good <laughs> remember we did the open letter to alcohol and i thought oh man that was rough man and then like that's a trip i was thinking about this the other day how i like fucking broke down on this podcast and how i grew up like being ashamed of it like of crying it was a fucking really weird thing i was thinking about it like yeah Right, and how, like, it just made me get into the idea of, like, gender roles and, like, what is socially acceptable between the genders, you know? Because mm-hmm. I was raised with that really strong gender role of, like, boys don't cry, that's a sign of weakness. And I've met women who are like, I hate to see a dude cry, like, I can't fucking handle it. Right. And I've met other women who are like, it's cool or whatever, but I think mine wasn't really based on the other another person's sex another sex's uh perception of me and my masculinity it was more of my own internalized masculinity and like how like even when we were both reading i'd like break up and i'd have to stop because i didn't want anybody to hear me sob because it was like embarrassing you know what i'm saying it was it's, it's really weird i was thinking about this while i was running the other day i was thinking about that going dang dude like you totally fucking cried on a podcast but i mean i also have cried in bars sitting next to people so mm-hmm. you know and I think I think the difference is that there was I don't think that when I when I cried while I was drinking heavily that there was there was very little real catharsis. Right. It was just and there's no sincerity this, in it no. either. It was just this like yeah. It would just be this outpouring for no reason. Uh huh. Like oh no, uh, everybody hates me and I hate myself and right or life has just been so hard and mm-hmm. everything's been so hard and poor me and I've experienced this trauma or this hard thing and I can't talk about it unless I'm loaded, you know. But that was that was a heavy that was a heavy episode, man. I remember that like putting that you know writing it down and then you doing yours and me doing mine and like it was. Like I think that's really important, and I think that anybody listening who's looking for some a tool to use to to kind of get through with alcohol, like writing a goodbye letter, I think it's a really good idea. I think I think it was cathartic to me. It really was, man. I really did push out, and I think that's why I was like breaking down because I, it's hard. I think um, I, I was gonna say it's hard to explain, but if people are listening to this, are alcoholics as well, I imagine. But they understand. I drank longer than I've been sober. Mm-hmm. And the relationship I had with alcohol was profound, incredibly profound, and it like affected every aspect of my life, and it still does to this day. Because I wouldn't be sitting here talking on a fucking the day after Christmas on a podcast about it mm-hmm. if it didn't affect my life in a profound way. I wouldn't be going to these meetings in church basements if it were no big deal, you know. Right. So for me to tell it goodbye and try to let it go is that permanent? I don't know. Like I keep saying all oh, this is uncertain. All I got to do is I can't even make a resolution to not drink next year. I can just make myself a resolution to not drink today, you know. It's really helpful to me. It really does. My dad tried to give me his 24-hour chip and 
He's like, here, I carry this one in my wallet. Do you want it? You know, to remind yourself. And I'm like, no, man, I got one on my keychain because mm-hmm. I heard you tell me that. You told me you kept one in your pocket or your wallet to remind you that all you got is this span of while you're awake, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was really important to me. Uh, is that idea that I, this is all I have is right now. But I, I guess that, but when I was drinking, yeah, it was just super profound. Like I was just really tied into it, man. It's beyond tied into it. It was just me. It was like we were symbiotic. It was like my symbiotic, uh, what do they call that? Extra twin you're growing inside of your gut and they t- cut it out and it's a tumor with hair in it and an eyeball or something. His name was Evan like Williams. Those, his name was Evan Williams <laughs> or Jim Beam, right? Like, uh, never Jim, Jack I was Daniels. Too broke. Too, yeah. Oh God, Jack Daniels is disgusting. I don't care if Frank Sinatra drank it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I would have totally drank it if he had it. Or like Black Velvet. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyhow, it's just it was so much a part of who I was. It like, yeah, man. It was. I I think I told you this logically. I told you this before, and I remember when you first had. Um, I said when your wife gave birth and you had the the new baby. Um, and I remember talking to Coda and I said something like, oh man, it's fucking, how's he going to have, I, I think maybe I was joking about it, but I was like, oh, is Jerry going to have money for whiskey and cigarettes? And he's like, don't worry, he'll find a way. I will find a way. <laughs> Y'all sent me a picture of you guys cheering me, giving me cheers from the bar the day she was born. Like, congratulations, you had a baby. Mm-hmm. Y'all sent me a picture of that. I don't remember that. I mean, obviously yeah, not. I, I, I was drunk. You guys were all at People's Pub, but... um. I remember a girl I worked with asked me how drunk I was when my daughter was born. And I remember thinking that was so strange because I was like, I wasn't drunk at all when my daughter was born because I wasn't. Those are like mm-hmm. the two days I took off. You know, I took like that week or two off. Yeah, I, maybe. Not entirely, but pardon my yawn. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give that to everybody, but not entirely. I am. Um, I still drank. I just didn't get drunk. Yeah. Like it was just always in my life. Even if I knew I couldn't get drunk because something important was going to happen. You could at least have a little something to take the edge off or to relax. Yeah, right? dude, you know, um, like just, I don't know, man. Well, what about you? What do you, what do you think this next year? How do, what do you, do you have any resolutions? I got big or goals? plans, dude. Yeah. I'm going to get my driver's license. <laughs> congratulations it's about time yeah my plan is to get my driver i got two big plans this is two 2020 is my two big big ones are i'm getting a vasectomy and a driver's license those are the two things that's all right i'm gonna get clipped and get the card i'm gonna see my doctor on the eighth and i'm like yo set me up set me up with the full job down there that's awesome you got the full wax you got the full <laughs> full the, fucking i want the yeah, I want the executive, mm-hmm. whatever you guys call that, you know, the executive clean, the executive detail. I need that from a nut. Um, <laughs> that and yeah, the the license, uh, that's like kind of the short term ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to get a car eventually, but uh, you know, we are where we are. Right. I don't know, man. I I like I said, I I'd, I'd like to vow not to drink, but we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, I'm, yeah, I think, you know. One day at a time is not just a cliche. It's it's just a everything in my life now I have to break down into little pieces because we we do this thing as alcoholics, which I, it's the Reggie Watts shit fuck stack. Yeah, and we start stacking, and uh, and and my girlfriend reminds me of this when I start to doing it. She sounds like she says, it sounds like you're shit fuck stacking. Like, what's the real problem right now? Like, what's bothering you? And um, so I. I feel like one day at a time. Okay, so 
one bill at a time. So um, one shift at a time, and you know we what all that stuff one page at a time, and break it down into smaller doses so that I don't feel overwhelmed because yeah I can accomplish a lot. I have accomplished a lot in the last four and a half years, but I've only ever done it one day at a time. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, Regardless of that, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's I think it's an invaluable tool for anything you want to accomplish, you know? Like not just not just getting sober, not just staying sober. I mean, if that's where you're at, because I've been there where I'm like, I just need to get through this fucking day. Like those those early days are not not forgotten. Um just like hiding in this room and drinking big bottles of crystal geyser lime. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I know what you mean. And eating fucking Ben and Jerry's or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What was your food substitute in the beginning, in the early days? I, Did you have a... Rock stars. I, I drank okay. a shitload yeah. of rock star and cigarettes. Yeah, rock stars and there cigarettes. There wasn't like a food thing. It was just rock star energy drinks and cigarettes and then um, lots of cigarettes. And then, um, yeah, I'd buy like those like lime-flavored uh, club sodas and mix them with sugar. Mm-hmm. I'd make my own little sodas. Mm. I don't know why, instead of just buying sodas. I don't know why I didn't buy Cokes or Sprites. I just would mix them that way. But so many fucking... I would drink like way more caffeine than anybody should be drinking during the day. And I was Jesus. so fucking banged out on like getting sober that it didn't. I didn't even notice that I was just shivering the entire time, you know? Yeah. Mm. Now I, I can't even drink a rock star. I'll die. I literally <laughs> will fucking shit and die. Yeah. I I still I think coffee's fine. Do you think you'll ever give up coffee? No, I love coffee, man. And I I um No, I love it. And my heart my heart rate's good. My blood pressure's good. I mean, at least the Fitbit tells me my heart my mm-hmm. resting heart rate is really good according to the Fitbit. It's, it's excellent for a man my age. So, I know the coffee's not affecting me too negatively. I don't know. I'm going to see my doctor on the 8th and maybe she's like, "Y'all got to give this shit up." That's why you're getting chest pains or whatever. But no. I mean, I and I'm straight up with my doctor. I was like, "Well, I have like four cups in the morning. Like, I have." Four. I remember the doctor telling you you had to quit, and you were like trying to find ways around it. Is this whole running and eating healthy just a really fucking long, elaborate plan to not give up coffee? <laughs> I mean, that's like you get your weight down, so your heart, heart, pr- your blood everything. pressure goes down, so you're like, "Fuck yeah, I will have the large trough." Mm-hmm. Basically, I think so. I mean. That's part of it. But I then there's the well, there's the part of it that's like, well, I didn't want to be beholden. Like I quit smoking shortly after I quit drinking. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, because I didn't want to be beholden to alcohol or to cigarettes or like caffeine is this other drug. And, you know, maybe it's a little more socially acceptable and maybe it's not hurting anyone um, necessarily. But is there it does there come a point in my life where I don't want to be beholden to this thing in the morning where I'm like. I have to drag my ass to the coffee machine, you know? Yeah. Like if I, if I just got it out of my system, right. Wouldn't I ultimately at some point just wake up normally and feel fine and refreshed and yeah, you would, you would, you absolutely would. It would take a little while. You have to go through withdrawal and that withdrawal is going to be a fucking asshole, but Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it depends on like the way I'm looking at it now is if it's, I don't feel like it's a detriment to my health. Or my mental well-being, I'm okay with it. You know, like, caffeine works right now for me. Yeah. You know, no. nicotine, as far as vaping goes, that that is working for me, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I think I smoked for about a year after I got sober, and then I quit in like 2015. But I was always kind of vaping anyway. I was cigarette mm-hmm. smoking and vaping, trying to like get from one to the other, and then I just transitioned completely in like 2015. My wife hasn't smoked a cigarette in a year because Good she's just her. been vaping. Yeah, and she's vaping on this little tiny thing that I've been vaping on. You know, we're not blowing these crazy fucking competition clouds anymore. I mean, I used to blow these huge clouds, but now <clears> it's just a quick hit of nicotine. You know. I, I I do. I wish I didn't have these vices. Yeah, I know. You smoked. We smoked mm-hmm. together for years. I wish I didn't have these vices, though. But I like like you said, one day at a time, one step at a time. When I decide it's time for me to quit nicotine, then I'll quit. You know, when it's time for me to quit coffee, I'll quit, or I don't. And these are the habits I carry with me till I die. I don't know. I think there'll come a point where you're going to be like, yeah, I don't really need this anymore, because I think so too. Yeah. You know, and it, and I. I've joked in the past about like, hey man, did you hear the news about the vaping? Like, bro. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, I think just like alcohol, it doesn't do me any, it doesn't do you any good or me any good to be like, hey man, it's not really good for you. You really gotta, you gotta knock that off. Like, cause that, right. that doesn't, that doesn't resonate with anybody. <laughs> nah. I'm like, yeah, I know it's not good for me. That's why I'm doing it. But I, I think it's cool. But I think that well, at now some point, I don't even think just, it's cool because vaping doesn't even look cool. You just look like a dude who's vaping. But I think at some point you'll be like, oh, it's time to let this go, you know? Yeah. And I think I'll probably do the same thing with coffee at some point. Um, if, if, if I could quit booze and then a few years later l- lose 50 pounds and start running and shit, I can give up nicotine. Yeah. I think. I don't know. You should you sign up. quit any time, man. I could quit any time. <laughs> you should sign up for a race, Jerry. Nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Maybe that'll be my goal for 2020 is to get ready for a race in 2021 well i mean you just like you sign up for one in august or something and then you have nine months that's what i did with with the november i signed up in like march and i was like okay i paid the money i signed up i was like you got fucking nine months john and that's what i did i mean you don't have i mean i i I don't know i ran walk five five miles today oh geez i hope that didn't come over well you could easily you could probably do a 10k then you know, which is six miles. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not busted your balls. I just think. No, yeah, and, really and you know it. me. I'm so much. You're like, you should do it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you, John. And then I just don't. This I'm like, like, whatever, dude. This is like when Jerry and I live together, guys. So, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite lines, and I think this is indicative not only of you know being young and fucking drunk, and you know, I, I don't want to say that we were lazy people, but. I think that we, we, you and I really enjoyed shirking our responsibilities, even as small as well, they yeah, might have been. Well, yeah, who wants to do responsibilities? But, responsibilities are dumb. But I'd be like, Jerry, are you going to do your dishes? Because it wouldn't be anyone else's. It would just be like his dishes, right? And so I'd say, you're going to do your dishes? You're that, yeah, I'll do, them, I'll do them right now in a little while. And I was like, and it, so I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what is that? What is what is right now in a little while mean? Right? It's magic, dude. Don't even. And worry so, about <laughs> and then I was like, so finally, it was like, is it right now in a little while, or is it right now, right now? And so it was always this funny thing about like, well, I don't want to do it right now, right now in a little while. <clears throat> and I think that that was a lot of. I think that shirking of responsibility come came with the excessive alcohol abuse. Well, yeah, because, I was too hungover to wash the dishes. Fuck that. 
Because now I'll do I've, it right now, right now. Don't worry. Right, you you want it right now or right now, right now? Yeah, Coda all the time too. Be like, yeah, how about right now instead of just right now, right now? You fucking asshole! Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But I so now like, I'm looking at my phone, yeah. dude. I did five and a quarter miles in an hour and fifteen minutes, which isn't great time. That's but it's not a bad time either, though. That's five ran. I ran five miles good. an hour. <laughs> that's pretty good, man. That's and then I, we'll figure this out off podcast, but I'm having the most difficult time trying to figure out what pace is, you know, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. I think pace is my stride, but that's just your average. Do I want to know about my stride. I don't care about my stride. Well, like, I'll, I'll, you know, today I did, I got under 10 minutes a mile. I, I saw that. Is that your pace then? Your, that's your my, pace my pace then? was like 942 or something, but that's great. That was yeah. really great. Now I don't always feel that way. And I don't always like, that's something that that's, that's a very, like that's you after I stopped today. Yeah, I was. And You're I was a rested. Old motherfucker out there. Just I did my little stretches. It. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, you stretch before you run, right? I, I stretch do a for little like bit. 10 minutes before I run. Well, now, I stretch for like 10, 11 minutes. I do kinetic too. Maybe I'll send you a link to this thing. I like to Maybe stretch while I'm running. Minutes, I'll but... stop and do it. Oh, do you? Yeah. I stop I and stop like, lights and all shit. Oh, movement stretches 10 minutes and then I just go. Oh, that's not a bad idea at the stoplight. Sometimes I have to stretch my back though because it's all fucked from tattooing. Yeah. But... I mean, yeah. whatever. The stoplight, if I see it. I think I told you this. If I see a park bench, I'll do some fucking push-ups on the park bench yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i think that's cool i admire it i mean you know you're giving somebody a little show right so that's good but yeah. it's like you know it's the thing you were talking about before about you know feeling self-conscious or something about taking a selfie and i used to feel like do i just look like one of those asshole runners who's out here stretching and doing push-ups and it's like I don't really fucking care because I'm not going to see right. any and of these people. Right, and who's calling you the asshole runner in their car? You know right. what I mean? Like, feel they're feeling like shit, and they're like, they'll do that asshole. Mm-hmm. Ruining my day. And I'm like... Ruining my day by fucking stretching. What an asshole. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and I know because I've been that guy. And it's, um, I don't know, man. I, I just, it's it feels fucking great. And that's the bottom line, you know. But... It's it feels a lot better than than being hungover. Yeah, you got New Year's plans? You doing New Year's stuff? You and Rashida? I am currently not working. Oakland? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, she she sometimes gets um, gigs to go sing or do like a MC thing, but um, mm-hmm. but no, no New Year's plans. Um, which this is this is when this this podcast will be coming out when you guys hear this. Um, but I think I don't know. I mean, we'll probably be up around midnight. We'll get some sparkling Martinelli's or a LaCroix and just nice, say, nice LaCroix. <laughs> say cheers and ring in the new year and that'll be it, That's man. what we do, yeah. That's the exact same thing. Me, wife, kid. I don't have uh, cable anymore, so we'll have to watch the ball drop. We have to find it streaming. Mm. Yeah, but that's a fine. I think we... No, I don't know if we did that last year. I think we watched it on live TV. But I don't know. We'll figure it out. I remember so many New Year's like in the past. Like just a, what a mess. Right. That's what I was asking because this is the gauntlet of big drinking holidays is right now. This is our culture, right? These are our big gauntlet drinking holidays. It's like you go home, see your parents at Thanksgiving. They say some dumb shit about politics and you get fucking hammered. Usually you get hammered the night before because you're back in town. Right. And it's, you're like, oh, I'm home, so I'm going to go hit the old bars. Maybe see that girl I fucked around with in high school or college or whatever. Maybe see that boy that I thought was hella hot. 
and then everybody's a fucking train wreck. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> go home, do some awful shit, your family. Yeah, do it on Christmas. Value. Then it's Christmas, and then everybody gets shit canned on Christmas too, because mm-hmm. it's Christmas. I mean, we went to my wife's school Christmas party, and there's you know, because some of them get a little loose, you know. Like we went to her Windermere fucking not, you know, her um, realty company Christmas party. A couple of them got loose, you know. Like it's that time of year. Fourth of July is. That's what, I mean, not 4th of July, uh, New Year's Eve, which is the 4th of July of winter. <laughs> yes, it is, basically. <laughs> That's when you really crack the top on that motherfucker. <clears throat> you know what? I'm going to make a meeting probably that day. That's Those a, New Year's Eve meetings are fucking rad. That's a, that's a great S- idea. Super Bowl Sunday, Christmas Day, and New Year's Eve is some dope fucking meetings, actually. And they do them, um, at least the ones here, they do them like, on the hour every hour for like two days straight. Oh, so, really? So like if uh, you're... Eugene's not progressive like that. <laughs> so if it's like... So if it's like midnight and you don't want to be somewhere mm-hmm. where they're pouring booze, you can go and uh, you can go sit in a meeting. And I think a lot of places do that. Maybe not in Eugene. There might be one. I don't know. But- I bet you there is. I bet you like Jesco Club down in the Whitaker does mm-hmm. it. But man, I don't really go to the Jesco Club meetings. A little sketchy. There's nothing wrong with them. I just it's, it's too far away to oh, park. Okay. It's too hard to fucking park. But I think a meeting's a good thing. I think um, you know having that. I I don't. I'm not going to be surrounded by anybody where I'm concerned about whether or not I'll drink. Um, right. They're not going to be like, neck it down, you fucking pussy. You know, like, mm-hmm. come on. If people no. are doing that to you, man, you need to tell that person to hit the bricks, you know. <sighs> Excuse me, sir. It's time <laughs> hit for you the to bricks. go. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that, so that's not really my issue. I, I would say to anybody who um, is in that situation and is concerned about their sobriety that just walk away. Just yeah. leave it alone, it's, it's, man. It sounds so Nancy Reagan, but it's the truth. Just just say no. Just, just say no. Away. But you know what? If if you're at early sobriety and you make it through New Year's without drinking, you go to a social event and make it through New Year's without drinking, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Because mm-hmm. you're basically doing what you, the opposite of what your brain is trying to make you fucking do. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah, that fucking deserves some props. Like that's, I'm just not drinking every day deserves props. You know, but especially those big, those big box drinking days. You know what I mean? The big, the big mm-hmm. ones where they're the like red culturally, this is when we're supposed to drink. All summer you're supposed to be just pounding shandies and waking By up with a river. fucking headache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking a titty out and shit in your pants. Yeah, it's summer. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Though, like that's what they tell us we're supposed to do, and I just have always resent. Even when I drank, I resented that shit. Like just being told, like this is this is this will make your summer better. Mm-hmm. I'm like hell no i'm here because i fucking apparently love being in hell that's why i'm here right yeah. and i will tell you as a bartender as somebody who's bartended several new year's eves in a place that kind of had like a club atmosphere oh geez yeah um like there's no it's it's just awful <laughs> yeah it's just dude. awful and everybody's awful and everybody's drunk and everybody's needy and nobody has a good time you know what i mean and and even for those people who drink like it's a terrible day to go out yeah so you're just trying so hard to show everybody what a good time you're having you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like yeah that's the appearance of we're having such a great time so yeah i think me and the wife are gonna hang out i might uh you know we didn't get it this year but usually her dad for christmas will send us like a one of those steak gift boxes mm-hmm. can't remember that name omaha steaks mm-hmm. or whatever 
we didn't get it this year, he didn't send it. But usually they'll send it. It'll be like a two frozen lobster tails, and two steaks, and I'm nice. like, let's fuck with this. So I might go buy a crab or something. Yeah. I, yeah, yo, baby, happy New Year's! It's a crab, <laughs> or or some mussels or something. Yeah, I'll make some seafood for dinner. Um, yeah, do it's something. We'll do do uh, make a nice dinner and enjoy a nice movie, or just kind of. I mean, I'm just looking forward to like that day, like the next day after, like getting up in the morning, that? going for mm-hmm. a run. Every it's gonna be quiet. Everyone's gonna be indoors, hungover. Yeah, it's a day off, sleeping in, all that kind of stuff. And I love to go out, you know, and go out on a run and do have that be like the first thing that I do That's in the year. It's going to be fucking cold though here, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but and I know that all these I know that these numbers are all man-made and I know that, you know, what's a date and what does it matter, but it feels good to kind of like start fresh, you know? Yeah. It feels good to kind of go like, okay, and put some intention behind the things that I want to do and the things how how I want to be. And how the habits that I want to form, you know, I think, um, I think I'm going to go through my shit in my house and I'm going to move some stuff around. I'm probably going to lose some, some books. You want some, you want some Kurt Vonnegut paperbacks? Which ones? I don't know. Send me a text. Show me which ones. (laughs) Okay. Cause I'll take them if they're, if they're the ones I don't have, if they're shit I already have, I won't take them. But I'm actually pretty short on my Kurt Vonnegut. I'd like some more. But I, I've just, I've been, I've been shedding books a lot lately and not, I mean, I for some reason I I don't want to give up the Bukowski. I don't know what I don't know what that. No, I have a whole is. fucking stack of Chuck's books, dude, or um, a Bukes of Bukes books, mm-hmm. dude. But I just do you I even know, read man. them? Do you read them anymore? Sometimes I do. I'll, I'll go through and find a poem I like because I dog ear them on mm-hmm. all the poems I like, and sometimes I'm like I'm in the mood for a little little weirdness, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I just I. I I think I'm going to do some purging, some cleaning, and just uh, try to start fresh for the new year. Get mm-hmm. rid of some more clothes. I have this thing where I, nothing fits anymore, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I learned how to sew. So I've been tailoring all my old clothes. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you knew how to yeah, sew. In this in this podcast studio of mine, there's a sewing. Can I send you right a few me. shirts, too? I need some... <laughs> No, because uh-uh. I hate it. I hate doing it. I, oh, okay. I like it. I like it, but I, I sew everything too small. Right. Because I always overestimate how small I am, and then I put it back. I like ruined a couple of really nice shirts, but I've made a couple of hoodies really cool. So, yeah. Nice. Send them to Megan. She'll sew them. She knows how to sew, too. She doesn't want to taught me how to sew. Okay. Well, yeah. I I'm, I don't know that I'll ask your wife to tailor my, my clothes, but... Do know. it. Just send Just her a send check for 20 bucks. <laughs> check for 20 little bucks and a couple of shirts. Picture you with the toothpick like, ah, <laughs> I think you can uh, think you can handle this for me. Oh, how's she doing? Tell you what, do the first two for free and then I'll pay for the next two. She's doing great. My wife's doing wonderful. She's, uh, yeah, she's excited to be on uh, winter break. She's learning the ukulele. She's taking ukulele lessons. Olive got a drum set for Christmas. That's pretty wild. Um, we said it. I just pushed all that shit in her room. I gave her parts of my old drum kit. And so now she's got that all in her room. So she can shut the door because I don't really want to hear her playing the drums. And you guys didn't jam together? A little bit. You're Not right. too much. Just enough. Yeah. Sorry. I had to yawn that one out. But uh, yeah, she's adorable, man. She's trying to figure it out. My dog's an asshole. My cat's cool. My dog would bark at my dad every five minutes while he was here. I was just like, yo, Coco, shut the fuck up, dude. 
It's the same man. Just because he gets up and goes to the bathroom and comes back, it's not a different man. It's the same man. That's that cyclical thinking, man. That's that. He's just a turd brain. I'm just like, come on, dude. Okay, so he got up, went into the back room, changed his shirt, and came out. It's the same man. It's, he smells the same. Like, you have a nose. Like, you can smell him. You fucking dingus. I don't think you should hold on to this resentment toward the dog for too long. I gotta <laughs> four step this stupid dog. Today Megan is like, so will you stop talking shit to the dog? <clears throat> I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, dude, because Olive sees you talking shit to the dog and it makes her feel bad and also she makes her want to talk shit to the dog. And I'm like, well, he's a shitty dog, but okay. She's right, so I stopped talking shit to the dog. She was absolutely right. I was like, okay. But on the podcast, I can be like, fuck that dog. But when I'm in front of Olive, I can't be like that. I have to be cool and... That's good. You can let it out here. That's fine. Oh, this is a safe place. This nah, is. he's all. He's a good boy. He's just. No. He's just dumb as hell, dude. Yeah. That's... So I have another piece this, of. That'll um... get us an email. <laughs> They'll be like, Jerry, how dare you hate dogs? How what the dare fuck? you? You don't hate the dog. You just wish he was. Not little... barking all the time. That's right. all. Honestly, that's it. Just don't eat my socks and don't bark, and we're fucking aces, dude. Bark when you need to bark. Like if someone comes to the house to steal my shit, bark. But don't bark at me because I've left the room and I came back. With like, another what shirt the fuck's on. Wrong with yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read you one more. And this is from um, Tatiana C. Um, and this says, uh, Good evening, John and Jerry. I just wanted to reach out and say thank you again for your podcast. There have been some really great episodes this year. John, your episode with your mother was beautiful and impactful, and I hope it came with some healing. Jerry, you have given me several aha moments, or maybe more accurately, oh shit, I am totally doing that moments. <laughs> your willingness to be vulnerable on this on the podcast, even though vulnerability isn't your thing, is truly appreciated. Speaking of vulnerability, it's my turn to call myself out. I have not donated because I don't understand Patreon. I thought I would mention it in case I wasn't the only one and an explanation would help more than just me. Thanks again for all you two do. Your sober sister, Tatiana. Word. First of all, before you explain it, you don't have to donate. No. You don't. They're no way obligated. Like, no. Just We just want you to listen to this and, I don't know, just witness us. Witness us. Yeah. We're two middle-aged men. I think but that I just want to throw that preemptively in there. Yes. You don't have to. You don't have to. My hope and my goal is that, you know, and I've, I've said this before, but it, it bears repeating before I go into my fucking uh, spiel. Um, the thing that I think that Jerry and I have is this friendship of like 20 years Jesus, yeah, longer time. It's been since 1996 yeah. I've known you. Right. So it's been more than, it's been like 24 years. Jesus. Yeah. So 24 years, most of those drunk, you know, and, and then. Yeah, I was going to say your constellation price is <laughs> crippling alcoholism. You're welcome. We certainly enabled each other, uh, prompted Absolutely. each other. Um, but I think with that history and with that, I mean, there was, there was a, there was a pretty deep bond, although fractured in many ways but um and just having that friendship and then jerry getting sober and then me being able to do that too and not i mean fuck at that point when you were when you got sober and i was still drinking 
You, there was no reason to think that I was going to come around. Nah. Right? Nah. I mean, I, I, would, yeah, I, would, no. I would call you up every once in a while and just kind of be annoying. and you just wild out, and then I'd fucking hang up. Basically, yeah. 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 You know? And so, <laughs> but to be able to, like, get sober and to be able to have these conversations and to talk with you and to just kind of be straight up about it and not have, like, there's no agenda here. There's no... Nah, um we don't want money no i mean i do you're gonna give us money we set up a patreon page so i guess we want some money (laughs) so and i just want to so that being said that that was the whole purpose was that i i I find value in the conversations i have with you and i think that other people will too um so the patreon page is something that helps um support the the subscription fees for this um, when I go and I do interviews with people, it's just, it's gas money. It's, um, any, the subscription fees for all the other podcasts that, that I do in our, in our network. Um, when I do ultimately find somebody to publish this book, you know, I, that's, that's going to be another thing that I'm going to be promoting on there. Um, and Patreon is just a way for you to be a part of it. Just for you to, even if it's just $1 one time, that's fine. You know, and so it's um, patreon.com slash AIFA. And you can go there and you can either do it per show, you can do it per month, you can do it for a one time thing. It's super simple. I think I have a couple of tiers. I got like sober bros and sober pals or something corny up there. But um, sober bros. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just it's just a way to and you know the thing that you do get with that. There's there's several shows that Jerry and I have done specifically for the Patreon that is not on this podcast feed, and that includes um, the all the movie reviews that we've done. So basically, we take a movie and something that revolves around alcoholism or recovery or both. And we just kind of give our reviews from that perspective. You know, we did um, the I think the last one we did was The Shining, and uh, that was great. Which um, so that's available on the Patreon page, and um, so that we do those. So I think we did one for Prohibition, and there's some other things that that don't fit within the alphabet um, structure. But mm-hmm. and for for a buck, and you can you can get access to all those things. So. If that's, Less than a cup of coffee a day. Hey, there you go. So if that's something that you, uh, you know, ultimately, I think, I think that Jerry and I would like to do something like go to Ohio and maybe go to Founders Day and check that shit out. And so we, you know, we'll probably put something on there to kind of help, you know, offset the cost of travel and things like that. So that's that's basically it. And there's no obligation from anybody. I, I appreciate it. I'm always fucking just floored when they go oh you know you've got a few dollars this month and it's great so yeah uh patreon we appreciate the donations oh i didn't mean to talk okay. over right when you were saying it go ahead and say it <laughs> patreon.com slash aifa that's all we yeah we appreciate it. the donations yeah so um, i don't see any of it I just I just sit in this room here and say things. That's 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 it's John right. over there. He's got like a mink coat on. Mm-hmm. Super nice beaver felt hat. <laughs> Something like that. It is cold. He's got those fancy Warby Warby Parker frames on. Oh man. No, I got the um 
I think I, I might need Barbie Parkers. Right I now. think I might need some glasses. Speaking of, of which, to see far away. I don't know. I'm getting old, but um, get them. They're good for you. That's that's basically it, man. That's it. You got anything you want to plug as far as what what are you into? Let's end it with that. What do you what what's your jam right now? What's my general? jam right now? Yeah, um, just give me like three things. I'll give you um right or give me more if you want to. Well, I I started messing around with TikTok, which I know seems ridiculous, yeah. but um it's you've just, been sending me shit. <sighs> yeah. It's just funny and it's silly and it's not political. Well, there's some stuff on there, but it's it's just a video editing app where people can share stuff. And so my TikTok is Sonic John zero zero zero, just like my Instagram. Um, I'm 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 doing that. Um, I don't know, man. Getting this book off the ground and uh, what what's my jam? What have I been listening to? I haven't been listening to much of any new music. I always just find random songs on Spotify playlists and same here. You know, mm-hmm. kind of put those together. Um, let's see podcasts. Uh, oh, there's a there's a great podcast called The Anthropocene Reviewed, and mm-hmm. um, Anthropocene is the time at which humans have been around on the. Uh, it's kind of like the Jurassic era. This is the Anthropocene era that we're in, and it's the guy. Yeah. Do you know um, Hank Green and Tom or John Green? the author and youtuber anyhow it's a really cool i'm gonna send you one of these it's a cool podcast where he takes a couple of things and he does he's like rates the human experience on a five-star review like one of them was the taco bell 99 cent menu and electric cars and then he just talks about them and he writes these essays and they're really beautiful and he's got this very somber way of talking and you know so i would say the anthropocene review is something that i really am looking forward to listening to Send it over. What about you? What's your jam? My jam right now, we're watching The Witcher. How is Netflix it? Netflix is fucking dope. Okay. Plus, The Witcher game is fucking dope. I've been playing uh, the Bioshock collection. That's my jam oh, right nice. now. And uh, yeah, back on the Bioshock, back in Rapture. Just finished the first one last tonight, actually, right before the podcast. And then, um, what, music-wise, we've been, let's, y'all should check out um, Orville Peck. Is this an Orville Peck? Orville Peck. Is that like some of that alt country he's, vibe? He's a, uh, yeah, he's dope, dude. He's like Chris Isaac, but he wears like a shower curtain or he wears like a fringe over his... He wears a mask that has really long fringe mm-hmm. and a cowboy hat. He's a gay country singer from Tex- from uh, Canada. Okay. Orville he's Peck. Gay- yeah. Orville Peck's dope. And uh, podcast-wise, I've been doing, uh, yeah, Daily Zeitgeist and Behind the Bastards. And then a group of friends of mine from Arizona are doing one called Harmless Phosphorescence. That's fucking great. What do they talk about? Movies. Okay. But it's funny. Like, they take apart, like, Marvel movies or, like, they're doing all superheroes. But, like, any genre of superhero. Like, they just did The Toxic Avenger, Howard the Duck. You know, shit like that. Yeah. Kind of like corny, cheesy fucking movies. They're not quite getting into the Marvel ones yet. And I think they're doing them all in order from like the first instance of a superhero movie. And like my friend uh, Josh Cece and his wife just did Elf, which is not a superhero movie. But I guess Will Ferrell's Elf did have superheroes, superpowers, you know. He did, did he? he's throwing snowballs super fast. So he's got that. He can decorate a store really well, really quickly. That's that's important at Christmas time. Right. I don't know. That's about it. I mean, I've been listening to the last podcast on the left. A lot of crime podcasts. But yeah, watching The Witcher. Watched, uh, oh, well, the other one we watched was a Reprisal on Hulu. It was really good, too. I like corny shit, man. Like TV shows, like I'll totally watch over the top weird corny shit. 
I don't give a fuck. I know you don't. I don't know what got broken in my house. <laughs> Did you just hear something? The... Oh. Yeah, I was just like, they're out there like having a wrestling match. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Keep it down out there. Keep it down, Daddy's talking about alcoholism. I'll see you next year. See you next year, buddy. All right, later. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>